Greetings. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. I hope that you your 2024 has gotten off to a good start. And for the new listeners, this podcast is based on three foundations. The first is its vision, to have you see yourself and your world through the lens of legacy design and building. The second, the mission, to introduce you into the world of design and have you emerge as a storyteller. And finally, the all-important purpose. There's a perpetual need for leadership that causes us to edify others through building enduring relationships. And for those of you who have been listening uh, for some time, I thank you for your support. And as you begin your new year, do you get a sense that you are discovering your purpose, that you're clarifying your vision, and that you have a stronger commitment to your mission? Today, I'm going to talk about small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small business owners are an amazing group. There are over 33 million small businesses in the United States, and they employ 61.7 million Americans. That accounts for roughly half of the private sector employees. That's 46.4% of private sector employees. I'm sure most of you know someone who's a small business owner. They are out there in our communities. They're our neighbors. They're our friends. And I talked to two of them uh, in previous uh, episodes. The first was uh, Oma Rastami, who's the owner of Life Options for Seniors. And that was in season one, episode 25. And Sabrina Burhani, uh, who was the founder of Tiferet Coffee, uh, along with her sister, Makita. And that was in season two, episode three. And I'll talk a little bit more about their history or their work as small business owners and their legacies. Entrepreneurs, something about their their spirit, their, their, their DNA. And we tend to think of entrepreneurs in terms of uh, giants in the industry. Many of us might think of Bill Hewlett and David Packer, who out of a garage in Palo Alto, uh, laid the foundations for Silicon Valley. Or we might think of William Harley and the two brothers, Arthur and Walter Davidson, who started their motorcycle business in a, uh, in a Milwaukee machine shop. And these are grand examples of entrepreneurs. But th- the, the spirit and the DNA of entrepreneurs, that's in all of us. Whenever you have a notion, an idea, or whenever you see a situation and you think to yourself, there has to be a better solution. There has to be a better way of doing something. And as you think about it, you start coming up with ideas and you actually come up with solutions. Now, we all do that in our everyday life. However, the entrepreneurs and the small business owners, they take it a step further Instead of having the thoughts ruminate in their minds or just maybe a passing fancy, they decide that someone has to do this. This is important. Someone has to go out and build a better mousetrap. And they take it upon themselves. Uh, they have that, that purpose. They, they see something. 
that needs to be addressed, something that needs to be corrected, something that needs to be improved so that other people can benefit. And they start getting clarity of vision. They realize that the solutions out there aren't that great and that they are coming up with a solution, that they think about it. And the more they think about it, the more they talk with others, uh, late nights, you know, sketching things on the back of envelopes and all these things, their vision becomes clear and they see themselves as the individual or perhaps a group that would take on this task to make things better for people. And finally, the commitment. Entrepreneurs and small businesses, great deal of respect. It is talking about commitment. It's a 24-7 job, 365. People have often said that one year of being your, or, or running your own business is equivalent to 10 years of working for someone else. So these lay down, there's overlap of legacy building, and we'll get into design a little bit later. Bit of a personal story. My, my parents owned a corner grocery store. And what it does is by working with them, I was able to see them in a, in a different light. It really expanded my vision and my appreciation for my parents. I saw that the sacrifices that they, that they were making up front, not in terms of just my dad coming home and telling me that he had a, a rough day at the office. I was able to see that rough day at the office uh, with my own eyes. And for many business owners, small business owners, there are few to no days off and scant to no vacations. As I said before, this is something which it's a 24-7-365 endeavor. But there's something about it, something that it's so important to them that they're willing to make that sacrifice. They're not going to take an easier way out. They in their minds is that this is my message to people. This is perhaps a product or service I want to deliver and deliver it in, in my way. Entrepreneurs, small business owners. It goes to back to good design principles. We had talked about the design principles uh, for, for good design uh, laid out by Dieter Brock, I'm uh, sorry, Dieter Rams uh, in previous episodes. And I'll touch on four of them. The first is innovative. Good design is innovative. And it may not be something that's absolutely new, that's never occurred before, but it may be new for you. And that's the beginning of design and legacy, that it's new for you, that because it's new for you, you're going to grow. You're going to experience different things. It's going to stretch you in different directions. And that's a good thing. Good design is useful. Go back to the two guests I had who were small business owners. Oma Rastami, Life Options for Seniors, that provided uh, services for seniors as they transition, uh, make transitions in their life and, and also for living situations. She has a real heart for working with seniors. She's seen the people, and she's a big uh, supporter of, of veterans as well. She sees the people that have sacrificed, have built this country, and have contributed so much with us. The people have gone before. She wants to be useful. She wants to help these people not be forgotten. She wants to help these people maintain their integrity. She wants to help these people live a, continue to live a meaningful life because they have been living meaningful lives. 
with Sabrina Burhani and her Tiferet coffee shops, which she eventually did sell. But she and her sister, they started this business because they wanted to be useful. They wanted to be part of a community. Uh, Sabrina talked about in her interview, she wanted people to be able to come into their various locations. And if they're having a rough day, she wanted them to come out feeling just a little bit better. And over time, she and her sister established so many relationships. Customers became friends. And she said that anytime there was an organization that needed coffee or needed uh, refreshments for an event, many times she donated that. She would not only donate the, uh, the goods, but she would also donate the services. She would drive to there because she wanted to be useful. Good design, print, uh, good design is honest. And that's what it is. You have to be honest when you're a small business owner because you are the face of the company. You are the president. You're the person um, working the cash register, whatnot. You're everything. And you can't, you can't be anything but honest because the customers will see through you quickly. And finally, it's long-lasting. Although it may not be something of a nature of Hewlett-Packard or Harley-Davidson, for the small business owners, what a big part of their legacy is their relationships and the fondness that people remember and that they, again, are upfront in terms of their efforts. So it's not these layers of a large corporation. It's not various departments. It comes down to the individual. And over time, over that relationship of customers going in, they see these, they see these oh, talented, dedicated individuals doing everything, running to and fro, picking up things, uh, having to come up with solutions on the fly. The long-lasting, so even though Sabrina... Uh, did sell her business, the relationships that she had forged when she was the proprietor extend now. People still call upon her. Uh, people still remember her fondly or still keep in contact with her. I, I do. And again, her her legacy is the relationship that she built. We talk about, I talked about in previous episodes that if you don't have leadership qualities, leadership skills, it's hard to build a, a legacy. In fact, it's nearly imp it's impossible. And you think about all the lessons or all the responsibilities of a small business owner. The, the first one is making payroll. It's one thing to work for yourself. It's another thing to employ someone. Because when you have an employee, you have a fiduciary responsibility. You're saying to that person, you come work for me, come work with me, and you put in your best effort, and I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you uh, what what your, your your work is worth. That has to be, that. that is such a strong commitment. You can't get away with it. And you have to be honest again. You have to be honest with individuals. If you don't make payroll, if you don't, if they can't get a check at the prescribed date, that is going to be, it's going to hurt the relationship. It's a bit of dishonesty. Making payroll. For those of you who have never had to do it, it talk to people who've had and the pressures, the weight 
But the thing is, is that you, again, are going to make that commitment because these your employees are important to you. And you had made a commitment to them, and you're going to follow through. Small business owners fulfill all functions. They are HR. They're uh, finance. They're marketing. They're public relations. They're communications. They're... Um, consumer complaints, whatever. Think of every aspect where if you look at a org chart for a large corporation, every one of those is going to be filled by one person. And think about that where we, we often talk about, you know, working in groups, teamwork, those are great. But when you have limited resources and you're it, then you learn to take on those responsibilities and you simply can't walk away by saying, I, you know, that's not me. No, that is you. And that's, again, that commitment, going back to that commitment that small business owners make to their ventures and to their customers. The relationships with employees and customers is paramount. Because when you go in and you're going to, you know, patronize them, it's how they make you feel because of that personal connection and again, you're not talking to someone who is three, four, five degrees of separation from the CEO. You are talking to the CEO. And the small business owners understand that, that they can't hide behind uh, other people. They can't say, well, I'll have you know, a so-and-so department look at it. No, they're the ones that when you have a complaint, when you're not happy and you tell them directly, they take it upon themselves to correct the situation. And that is, again, the relationship. And that's leadership because we're talking about, you know, edifying others by building enduring relationships. And that response, that immediate response that you get from someone uh, who's a small business owner to address your needs, that's something that uh, I think we, we, all, we all value. No, no two ways about it. They are community leaders, small business owners. They are, they're, they're a part of communities. They may be someone who lives in your neighborhood, someone you might see at the grocery stores, and their accessibility. Again, when they go on vacation, you may actually see them because they are in your circle. And they want to contribute to the community. Oma wanted to contribute to the senior community. Sabrina wanted to com uh, contribute to the communities around her coffee shops. And again, she helped out uh, high schools. She helped out many organiz volunteer organizations. I've seen her many times when she would get a call, and maybe even because they, you know, the organization had limited staffing, it was a, a late call, but they knew they could rely on Sabrina. She would, I don't, I don't think I ever saw her say no. She would scramble, hustle together. Uh, collect her canisters of coffees, you know, get the base, pastries went out, and then she would put it in her car. So this is this, the, the, the CEO of the company taking it in her car and driving it over and delivering it, per, delivering it personally. That is leadership when you're not willing to pass the buck because the buck stops with you. And that is a big part of their legacies. I think about all the small business owners I think about Oma, I think about uh, Sabrina, I think about my parents, in which they demonstrated leadership on a daily basis because they had to. 
there was never a time which they could uh, take a day off from being a leader. Something was always going to happen with your business. Perhaps um, there was something wrong with the security system. There was a flood. There was a broken window, whatnot. They, it doesn't. It can't wait till Monday. You have to take care of it right then, right there. Now we get to legacy. It's 2024. It's a new year. And I thank you for listening. And I suspect you're listening because you think you've been thinking about your legacy. And you realize that it's not just a series. It's not a to-do list. It's not a bucket list. It involves design. It involves incorporating all that you do, all your responsibilities at home, at work, to your community, to your family, all these things. And you're really starting to think, okay, what is my legacy? What is my purpose? What is my vision? What is my mission? So I talked about before. I want you to emerge as a storyteller. And when you take on an entrepreneurial venture, it doesn't have to be a business necessarily. It, it's a venture in terms of something new, something different for personal growth. It could be a business, which is great. It could be a hobby. It could be a project. It could be volunteering, all those things. But the thing is, is that it goes back to the first principle of good design, which is that it's innovative. It's innovative, not that it's going to be something the world has never seen but something that you have not seen when you looked in the mirror. The innovation can be internal or external, but innovate. And once you start innovating, you're going to start adding new chapters to your story. And I'm going to wedge in my favorite quote from John Barth, who said, quote, the story of your life is not your life. It's your story. What story are you telling when people see you, when they meet you? What stories, what's, what chapters are they reading into you? Part of it is the design. Design involves thought, involves intentionality. It coincides with purpose. Design and build. We, call, we could talk about New Year's resolutions. We could talk about a host of things. But vision without execution is a hallucination. If Once you start designing, then the vision comes, comes clearer. And now it's the build. And that's where the commitment to your mission is. You're going to build. And that's what separates the entrepreneurs and the small business owners. Everyone sees situations in their daily lives where they've identified and they said, there's got to be a better way or we need to do better or these people's needs aren't being met. But they stop. Entrepreneurs and small business owners do not stop. Something inside, there's a voice inside that won't allow them to stop and just walk away from it. And that is a very powerful legacy. When you see something and you realize that if it's not you who's going to do it, then, then who will do it? We often hear it's the journey, not the destination. We know we often hear about small businesses that aren't sustained, at least you know financially, or they you know are able to do it for a couple of years, and then unfortunately because of 
whatever economic situations, it doesn't work out. But the point is, it's, it's about the journey, not the destination. And you tried something. You're willing to try. You had the courage to try something, whereas other people didn't even have the courage and they stayed on the sidelines. You tried something and you're going to learn something. You're going to learn so much more. That ratio again of 10 years of working for someone else equals one year of working for yourself. You're going to accelerate your learning and you're going to be put in situations that you may not otherwise be in if you don't stretch yourself. And that's a wonderful legacy that you're going to leave for everyone around you when they see that you are willing to take risk. You are willing to sail forth and not stay in the harbor. It's not about changing the world. It's about changing your world. 2024. I don't know what thoughts you have given to it, but most of us, as we mark the calendar, realize another year has gone by. And as we look at our lives, look at our legacies, we start thinking about, all right, let's take stock. Let's take inventory. Is this, if I were to leave this earth now, this very day, this very moment, did I build the legacy I wanted to leave behind? And we all leave legacies. It's just a matter of what separates us is that some people leave the legacies they wanted to and some people leave legacies that they did not want to. I thank you for listening, taking, spending the mo one of the most precious commodities, which is your time. I hope it was worthwhile. I hope it's thought-provoking. I hope it got you thinking and an encouragement encouragement to listen to your voice know yourself trust yourself listen to that voice there's a reason why that voice is there and if it's speaking to you heed that and follow through i encourage you to launch a venture it doesn't have to be a business venture but it'd be great if it is it doesn't have to be anything on a grand scale but do something new, do something different, do something innovative. Because when you do that, it's going to start this cascade of other things. It's going to start clarifying your vision. It's going to strengthen your commitment. Always welcome comments. My email address is rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. Share with me, share with me your growth. I want to know about what you're doing and what you plan to do and how you're going to follow through with it. And that, so I could hear that. So I could hear that other people are taking their legacy building, design and building seriously and that they are on that journey. They're not on the sidelines. They're taking those steps. They may be rough steps. They may be times in which you stumble, you fall, but you're willing to pick yourself up because your vision has become clear that this has to be done because uh, if no one, no one else is going to do it and you have committed to do it yourself. If you're interested in exploring how to build your legacy through design, I invite you to visit my website, truenorthshepherding.com and sign up for a complimentary session on how we can work together to design and to build your legacy. The next episode, I'm going to talk 
about the legacy of the gymnast Olga Corbett. Until then, please give your legacy the time and attention, attention it deserves, because when you do, we all benefit. Mm-hmm.